Hello, and welcome to Zap the Gender Pay Gap, the podcast series where we expose the elephant in the room. The elephant's name, the gender pay gap. I am coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee, located on the banks of the mighty Mississippi River. Nestled in the southwest corner of the state, Memphis is home to the blues, barbecue, and so much more. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. Thank you so very much for joining me for this episode of Zap the Gender Pay Gap. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. April is National Financial Literacy Month, which means it's a perfect time to bring the elephant in the room to center stage. If you recall, I created this podcast series to do three things, to expose the elephant in the room, to make it visible, two, to disclose some pertinent facts about this elephant that may have been previously unknown to you, and three, to determine how do we dispose of this elephant in the room. In a previous episode, I disclosed some alarming facts about the gender pay gap. There were five to be exact. To take a listen to the full episode, please click the link in the description box. But just to refresh your memory, here they are in brief. One, According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the United States, the female-to-male earnings ratio is 82%, which means that the gap is 18%. Now, number two, the pay gap does vary by age. Number three, the pay gap is larger for women of color. Number four, the gender pay gap varies by state. And then number five, the gender pay gap varies widely by occupation. Today, I will drill down on fact number five, that the gender pay gap varies widely by occupation. Now, as I gathered more information about this fact, the more intrigued I became. Let me tell you why. But first, let me put this in context. I like to use the stock market as an example. Now, I really like how the New York Stock Exchange, which just so happens to be the largest in the world, describes it. The stock market is where companies raise capital to share their future. Now, the most popular ones are the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ. Now, for our purposes, I will use the NASDAQ. It just so happens to be the leading stock exchange in the U.S. There are approximately 3,500 plus stocks traded on this index. The index is reported as an average. So on a given day, the average will either go up or it goes down. And this average is a compilation of the 3,500 plus stocks, which means you have to look at the details to see which stock went up or down either increasing or decreasing in value on any given day. And just like the NASDAQ is made up of 3,500 plus stocks, think of the female to male earnings ratio, which is 82% as an average, that it is comprised of all the occupations in the workplace. 
For example, I started my career in cost accounting and paper manufacturing. I earned my designation as a certified public accountant during my days in internal audit. And I was also promoted to manager where I was responsible for overseeing audits for a segment of our business. Now, as I conducted my research on the pay gap by occupation for my profession, it was only natural that I would start with accountants and auditors and then take a look at financial managers. The earnings ratio for these professions were not 82%, they were lower. You know what the average was for accountants and auditors? The earnings ratio for accountants and auditors was 78%. Now, if the female to male earnings ratio for accountants and auditors is 78%, what's the gap? The gap is 22%. Wow, this couldn't be. So I took a look at financial managers. Surely, financial managers, it would be better, but no, it wasn't. For financial managers, it was much worse at 66.1%. You do the math, you calculate the gap. The gap is almost 34%. After collecting myself, I just had to see ratios for other professions. Here's what I found. There's some good news. Some professions fared better than the average of 82%. One of those professions is compliance auditors, officers. They have the highest earnings ratio, almost equal to males at 99.9%. And that stands to reason to enforce the rules, they have to know the rules, right? That was for compliance officers. The second highest would be computer programmers at 91.4%. Next was architecture and engineering at 85%. Now, what was surprising for me was that for HR workers, the ratio is below the average at 81.4%. I really didn't expect theirs to be lower. So after looking at non-managers, I said, so let me take a look at some numbers for female managers. I already mentioned that I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that the earnings ratio for financial managers was at 66.1%. Of course, that's across all industries, but still it's at 66.1%. But there are some bright spots. Although HR workers were at 81.4%, Female managers in human resources earned 91.5% compared to their male counterparts. Not equal, but better than the average of 82%. For female managers in computer and IT systems, it was at 91.3%. Not equal, but better than the average of 82%. But can you guess what the earnings ratio is for female to for female chief executives? It was 75.6%. I was flabbergasted. But you know what? This does support some research that I did with Dr. Evelyn Murphy. 
who wrote a book about the gender pay gap and has done extensive work in this area. And she states that the gender pay gap still affects the daily life of women throughout the country from cashier to CEO. So the bottom line, the bottom line is that women in the workplace, regardless of profession, whether they are a manager, all the way up to CEO, consistently earn less than their male counterparts. Okay, you may be asking, so what does this mean to me? Why in the world should I care? If you are a woman in the workplace, you should care deeply because there's a high likelihood you are trapped smack dab in the middle of the gender pay gap. There's an elephant in your room and it's eating away at your pay every single payday. Talk about this elephant being an eating machine. It's greedy. No wonder they're such huge animals. But what if you're listening and you're not a woman in the workplace? Even if you're not a woman in the workplace, there's a 50-50 chance you know and care about a woman who is. Either way, the first step in closing the gender pay gap is determining whether or not it exists for you or for a woman you know. Think about it. Even if your earnings ratio is 90%, that means you're leaving 10% on the table. My motto is, women, we work hard for our money. We might as well take home all of it. My mission is to show you how to do just that. Now, today I've taken a deeper dive into the gender pay gap by various occupations. I do thank you so very much for listening. And I invite you to join me next week as I examine some reasons why the gender pay gap varies by occupation. See you next Wednesday at noon Central Standard Time for the next episode of Zap the Gender Pay Gap. Until then, be well.